the water industry is worth half of TikTok. End of April, Global Water Intelligence updated their world's top 50 list of water businesses. The highlight, of course, was the change in the top three following Suez's acquisition by Veolia, with Veolia now a more dominant leader than ever and a mini Suez walking one stair down on the podium, leaving rank two to Ecolab. But something else really caught the attention of the water professionals. Doing the quick maths and adding up all the listed company's figures, you end up with shortly less than $130 billion in yearly revenue. This collides quite violently with the current hype around ByteDance, TikTok's mother company. As we speak, and according to many newspapers, the fast-rising social media brand is valued at $250 billion. So again, doing quick maths, we may draw a fast conclusion. The 50 largest water companies, all together, hardly represent half the valuation of the seventh largest social media company alone. But wait, aren't we comparing apples with oranges? GWI's list of water companies ranks them on revenue, while ByteDance's $250 billion figure is its valuation. What's the difference between those two terms? Well, that's probably the point in time where we need expert input to cut through the fog. I'm an investment expert. I've been working 10 years in the financial industry. You may recognize him. I reached out to Nicolas Leigh-Ravello, an independent investment consultant and founder of Whitestack Investing, a research platform for responsible investments. So Nicolas, what's the difference between revenue and valuation? Well, those are very two different concepts, you know. Think of a company as a machine. It's a machine that takes waste, takes engineers, do something about it, and then at the output, you're gonna have all the type of resources, you're gonna have money, you know? So that's what the machine does. The machine creates products, which in turn receive money, you know? The amount of money that goes every year into the machine by selling this, this product, this is your revenue. You can think about revenue as a stream of money. Valuation is, is not a stream, it's more like a fixed quantity, like how much your business is worth, you know? We basically have this machine, this company, handling water, working around water, constructing around water. That makes money, you know? Evaluation is how much are you ready to pay for this machine, you know? How much are you ready to pay a machine that is able to deliver water to everyone? Now that the difference between revenue and valuation is clear for everyone, I would like to do a little exercise. Convert the revenue figures in Global Water Intelligence's top 50 into valuation. But when I start from the top, I find something weird. Veolia and Suez, before their merger, have combined revenues of $25 billion. If we add up their two stock market values, it reaches roughly $34 billion. So here, the one-to-one -one relationship between revenue and valuation does not sound overly wrong. It would be rather 1.5 to 1. Yet, if I go to words number four, Xylem, it has a revenue of $4.9 billion and a market value of $21.4 billion. So this time, I have another 4 to 1 relationship between valuation and revenue. Nicola, why do we have such gaps? Why we have such gaps is because of what I told you before, you know, like revenues is a stream of money coming into your company, whereas valuation is how much your company is worth, you know. Valuation is like how much are you ready to pay to have access to this stream of money that your company is making. So is revenue itself a good way to measure things? Do revenue and valuation have a link or we we'll look at something else? I mean, revenue is a bit of a raw measure. The sum of the money you get by selling your products, you know? Let's say that you you have an account, you know, that's like a water tank. All the money you put in this water tank, 
is the money from your revenues. But to make those goods, you needed money for like the materials, you know, for the engineers and stuff. So you have to subtract this money you've been using. That's going to reduce your revenues. The revenue is pretty low. It's all just the money you make. And earnings at the end of the day is like how much you actually earn by doing your business, you know, after you've paid for pretty much everything. A bit, a bit da, for the ones like me who are like beginners in that word, can you define it? So EBIT is earning before interest and taxes. You make money by selling your goods, 1 million. To make those goods, you maybe pay 300,000 of steel and whatever, you know? That's 700,000. That's like the gross margin. Then you have a lot of costs like personal, the expenses, the rent and stuff. You subtract this, and this is going to be EBIT. So your earnings before interest and taxes. So that's maybe 400,000, you know? Obviously, to make your business, you probably took a loan from a bank and you pay an interest on this loan and you probably pay taxes. When you subtract this again, then you get that EBIT done. Basically, it's, it's le different levels of how you slice your cash flow. So now if you were to calculate a valuation in the water sector or whatever the sector, by the way, what is the metric you would be looking at? A common measure of valuation is price to earnings, you know, for one dollar of earnings, how much are you ready to pay for this? That's pretty much the ratio we've been talking about before. Earnings being a bit in that case. Yeah, yeah, we can do that. We can say that. Yeah. I mean, let's just talk about earnings. Like that's the amount of money you have after you paid everything. That's the PE ratio. Basically the difference between valuation and earnings, right? Market average is like you pay a company 20 times for its earnings. So if a company makes 1 million of earnings, you pay 20 million for that. That's like the average for most water companies. It's I would say on average between 40 and 50 and the best are like 70, which is really expensive. Let's recall our Suez Veolia example. If we now compare their market valuation with their earnings, we end up with a 21 ratio. So fully in line with the range Nicolas just shared. Now that we have the receipt, we can proceed to estimate the valuation of the entire top 50. For companies that are listed, it's pretty straightforward. We take their market valuation. Let's pick an example. 13. A. O. Smith. Listed on the New York Stock Exchange. Market capitalization $10.88 billion for a price-earning ratio of 28.2. I report it in the table and do exactly the same for the 35 other publicly listed companies. Let's do a new draw to pick a case that's a bit more complex. 5. Grundfos. Grundfos is not publicly listed, like 14 companies in our top 50. Grundfos is even a bit more special, it's a foundation. For all these companies, I sorted them into two categories, industrial players and utilities. I first looked for their earning figures. Sometimes it was publicly available, in other cases I had to estimate and went for 10% of their revenue. I then applied a 20 times multiple for utilities and for industrial players I went for 30. In our example, Grundfos has 2020 earnings of 2.6 billion Danish crowns, which makes about 425 million US dollars. So if we apply our 30 time multiple, it provides us with a valuation of 12.75 billion dollars. Again, I do the same for the other 13 companies still missing their valuation. And considering all of this, 
I end up with a total figure of slightly over $376 billion. Victory! The water sector outbeats the main 250 billions of ByteDance. Okay, it takes 50 companies to outbeat one, but still, water wins. I wanted to check one last thing, though. What hides behind this ByteDance valuation? The company had a 2020 revenue of $37 billion. Yet, we've just seen that revenue does not help much to define valuation. So what are the earnings or the profits of ByteDance? Undisclosed so far. Even if Bloomberg reported sources claiming a profit of $3 billion. You may or may not believe this to be true. Remember that it took eight years for Facebook to make their first profits and that Uber never did any in over 12 years. Anyways, the Biden's valuation at $250 billion provides us with a multiple somewhere between infinity and 85. By any measure, totally out of the water industry's league. So here's the last question for our expert, Nicolas Lejavelo. Is there any truth to find in the multiple the financial markets apply to a specific company or sector? You know, like valuation in private markets always depends on someone that is ready to put that amount of money, you know. You can have a startup, you don't make any products yet, you just have a good idea, you know. And come one guy that has, oh, I think those guys are going to be super successful. I'm going to give them 100 million. Suddenly, this thing is worth something. Valuation at the end of the day is how much people think what you're doing is worth it. I have a valuation about a company. You have a valuation about a company. Like You have a subjective opinion, you know, of how much this company is worth. I have one, you know. And basically, the market price is somewhat an aggregate of all these subjective opinions. TikTok's purpose is about entertaining young people because they're bored, you know. Water industries, their purpose is to deliver uh, life essential services, you know. So I'm not sure the amount of money you make is, is necessarily a good metric to measure success, you know. A big thank you to Nicolas Ravello for his expert input. If you liked what he shared, you can check the full interview I had with him several weeks ago on the podcast. And I'll see you soon for a new episode.